Hi, have a good day. This is Aurelio Porfiri speaking, and welcome to this episode of the Cantus podcast. We are now in the Lent season, and today I want to tell you a story that I think is very instructive. Uh, instructive um, in the sense that let us understand really the situation we are all in in these times if we want to participate in uh, in a catholic liturgy that that is really uh, dignified and is worthy of the glory that we own to god so the story is like this a um, few months ago uh, there was a time i was uh, not uh, very well uh, with my health uh, of course, the situation with the lockdown, uh, with the COVID-19 uh, have an influence on that because, uh, of course, uh, for everyone, uh, those were times that uh, were very challenging. Also, uh, under an emotional uh, point of view, uh, today we are still in the uh, coronavirus pandemics, but we we became a little more used to that. Uh, in the first months, it was really, uh, really terrible. So in a certain way, I was affected by that kind of uh, atmosphere and many other people were affected. So it's not uh, about me. But in any case, after uh, the, the worst moment that I have, uh, I start to feel better. And so I thought that uh, uh, maybe I can uh, uh, slowly return to my uh, to my usual life. And so I go to the uh, to a church. I, I don't want to say what church is, but I go to a church and I ask to speak with the pastor. So this pastor was a, a new pastor in this church, was not the usual pastor I knew. So I, uh, I asked uh, the, the pastor if I can speak with him. He uh, bring him in his uh, office and I uh, told him, I say, Father, uh, uh, if you allow me, I, I am a, a professional church musician. I, I was not well in the past uh, few weeks but now i want to react and so i want to offer uh, to 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 play uh, for your church and uh, by the way i was also willing to play for free i mean i just want to have an occasion to be on the road if you allow me this kind of phrase so i asked him if i can play uh, in his church. Uh, by the way, you need to know that in the past, in the years, the past years, I played many times in the church. So I was well known in the church. In the church, not not that they don't know me. They know me very well, very very well. I have to say. So uh, I asked the pastor, and uh, I I I thought he, he was happy about that because I offer. You know, today, especially here in Italy, I mean, they don't think that uh, the the people that uh, uh, that are doing a, a service, a professional service, 
uh, for the church they have to be paid. I don't know why. I have also written a book in Italian about this topic. Uh, but uh, uh, this is one of the reasons why the situation of church music here is uh, so, uh, so, so low. Uh, because uh, most of the pastors of the priest, they don't think that you should be paid when you are performing a professional service. It's like, uh, I don't know, uh, like not paying the the, the people uh, that bring the flowers or the people that uh, take care of the, of the electricity in the churches. So uh, you tell them that you don't pay them, you see their answer. But th this is the mentality. But now th this is not uh, about this. But it's about my meeting with this pastor. So I offer him uh, to play. And the pastor say, oh, it's not, um, uh, it's not possible. And I say, but uh, how come? I, I was surprised. I mean, uh, um, I, 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 uh, sometimes I participate in the masses uh, in, this, in the church and I hear some people playing there and believe me i mean they were not certainly better than me uh not at all i mean they they were really uh, amateurs but not in the good sense of this word uh because there are also good amateur and they are really worthy to play because they play well i mean the problem here is not to have uh, the degree or not the degree but to be able to play well or not and these people were certainly not. And myself, uh, I have uh, like 35 years experience playing in church. And even if my degree uh, in music is not in organ, but is in choral music or in composition, but uh, still I, I have a very long experience in playing the organ in church. So I asked the, the pastor because I was surprised and I said, sorry, Father, why, why I cannot play? And he told me, uh, because there is no one that uh, uh, can sing. And I say, oh, okay, but no problem. I can play the organ uh, alone when there are the moments like in the introit or the offertory, the communion in the end. And he said, but this is not possible. I said, how come it's not possible? I mean, uh, that, that is something very normal in church. They say, no, because... The organ cannot play, cannot be played alone. It can only be played if someone is singing. I say, Father, sorry, but this is not true. This is true in Lent. So in Lent or in Advent, the organ can play only to accompany the singing. But in the other time of the year, the liturgical uh, time of the year, it's certainly very possible that the organ can play alone and you can see it also in the uh, in the masses of the of the pope i mean i don't i don't uh, consider uh, uh, that as an example of uh, good liturgical uh, uh, liturgical uh, ceremony but at least i mean that, that you, you can see that uh, those kind of masses that uh, are televised and of course many people look I mean, the organ play, and uh, and this is very normal. I mean, it's, a, it's in all the documents that the organ can be played alone. There is an entire uh, body of millions of pieces written for the organ exactly for the reason that the organ can be played alone uh, 
during those liturgical times that are not uh, Advent or Lent. So I, I was very surprised and I start to tell him because certainly I'm not silent. Uh, say, but Father, uh, you you are wrong about this. So it's not, and, and of course, he became a little upset, and he told me, "Oh, you want to teach a priest how to say mass?" I say, Father, sorry, I think I really can teach you because on this topic I uh, devote uh, most of my life, and I publish more than sixty books. Most of them have to do with liturgy. So uh, I think I know something about this. And also in the past, I was for a few years one of the organists in St. Peter's Basilica. And so I have a very long experience playing the organ. And I think uh, I read the documents. I mean, I'm not just talking uh, like uh, telling you my opinion, but uh, I, I read the documents. And so uh, the, I, I was also very embarrassed, but I was embarrassed for him, uh, not for myself. I mean, I know I was right and I am right, uh, but uh, uh, I realized that this church that is also very dear to me, basically is in Lent the whole year. So uh, the, the organ cannot be played alone, according to the opinion of this pastor that uh, of course, uh, is really wrong, and uh, um, and so uh, I was not able to to offer my service. That I repeat, I offer voluntarily. So I mean, I I thought that I was to be appreciated by these people and not uh, you know not not told what what they uh, what he told me. So this is just to tell you that uh, this is the situation. We today do not rely on uh, uh, the documents or, or uh, that, that uh, sometimes are also questionable, and this maybe we can talk in another occasion, but we rely on the fancy of priests that want to impose their, their own wrong ideas that also are against what are the used and the tradition of the church. So uh, this was very sad, but indeed uh, is not something new, because uh, if you think uh, what, uh, for example, the then Cardinal Ratzinger um, wrote in one of his essays talking about the interpretation of Sacrosanctum Concilium, uh, Sacrosanctum Concilium said that the, 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 the treasure of sacred music is something that has to be fostered and preserved. There are words uh, on this line, and they, and he said, and you rem- remembered in this uh, essay that uh, uh, two very famous theologians, uh, one of them was the ultra famous Karl Rahner. They say that uh, oh, but the interpretation of this passage was that uh, yes, music has to be preserved, but not in the liturgy. The, 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 the treasure of sacred music is not to be preserved in the liturgy, but outside the liturgy, like for the concerts. So, but, but this is just his own interpretation, because how come that a constitution that is about liturgy will say that the treasure of sacred music is something to be preserved and fostered, and we have to interpret in the sense that uh, this, uh, uh, this statement is not... Uh, 
for liturgy itself, but is for some uh, something else. So this is really something that you want to put inside to confirm your own ideas and your own uh, uh, agenda. So uh, all of this is just to tell you that uh, many priests are really uh, trying to uh, defend their own agenda and their own ideas, usually progressive ideas that have nothing to do with what the church has always taught and what the dignity of the liturgy demand. So uh, this podcast, uh, I think, will tell you and hope will suggest you to be always on the alert, to be always on the alert when other people talk about liturgy and sacred music, also if they are priests, also if they are bishops, also if they are cardinals, because sometimes they do not really are uh, preserving and defending what the church asked them to defend and preserve, but they're only bringing forward their own ideas. And we are not certainly interested in their own ideas. We are not Catholic to follow the ideas of uh, this individual priest, bishop, or cardinal, or even higher, if they don't defend what the church has always taught. So thank you very much for your listening to this podcast. If you want to comment, you can comment below. Uh, Please subscribe and support this podcast and this newsletter so that will help me to continue doing this at the best of my ability. Thank you very much and bye-bye.